I heard a great joke on the Kelsey podcast the other day. I was, do you guys want to hear it? Yeah, yeah. Sure. So we're sitting in a room and there's there's like all a bunch of people and everyone's like super excited. And then the one guy's like, dude, I think I might be the fastest human on earth. And so he like does what he does and they take his time. He's like, wow, it's pretty good. So they send it into uh, Guinness Book of World Records. Guinness Book of World Records kind of hangs on to it, plays it for a little bit. During this time, another guy says, you know what? I think that I am probably the person with the longest fingers on the planet. And they're like, no, I, I don't know. But he's like, takes pictures, sends it in, they measure it. So now it's with Guinness Book. Last guy's like, I'm pretty sure I have the shortest dick in the world. So they measure it and they send it into the Guinness Book of World Records. Weeks go by. So the first guy gets a letter and says, oh, my God, I got it. I'm the fastest guy in the whole world. And the other guy opens up his envelope and he's like, oh, my God, I do have the longest fingers in the world. Last guy opens up the letter. He's like, fuck, who's Bobby Domofsky? <laughs> Got him. Oh, shit. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles, cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and buy my nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles, cause anything is possible. Is it time? It's time. It's time. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to I'm a Pod Star, not a doctor. It's your boy, C. Diddy, and my co host. The American Pharaoh. Although he's probably the star of the show. Let's not lie. Maybe next time we're gonna let him do the intro. I wouldn't know how. I'm not I'm not <laughs> capable. I'm gonna practice all week. I need cue cards. Yeah, it's because you guys you probably don't have cool radio shows. Like LA has all the best radio shows. We got Power 106 and then we got Shade 45 on satellite Shade. radio. Okay, stop, 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 stop. Shade 45 is out of where? Detroit. Come on. But I listen to it. You know what? And that's disrespectful because we had a a Detroit DJ on as one of our guests, and you're being disrespectful. Oh, fine. But I love Shade 45. It's one of my favorite shows. It's from Detroit. What up, Sway? (laughs) Sway. So what's up, my man? <laughs> Nothing, dude. Just been grinding, man. You know, working hard, hardly working. No, but working hard. Um, you know, been taking call, you know, been working a lot, you know, dealing with patients, giving people my cell phone number, you know, uh-huh. being out there nope. uh, for them. You know, it's it's a grind, you know, so definitely it's, it's hard sometimes, right? Like it's hard sometimes you got to come back and just get back to earth and, and, and try to, you know, laugh you? about stuff, you know, Where were you? you're getting back to earth. Where were you? <laughs> just like the, in the surgery world, man, you know what I mean? Like when you're, when you're doing this doctoring thing, you're doing surgery, you're like, you, you give everything to the patient, you know, they're calling you, you're trying to give information and it's kind of draining. I'm not saying I don't love it, but it's draining. And, and I definitely, I, you know, you need to re-energize, like reinvigorate yourself. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think 
what you don't realize is what you don't realize. Meaning you don't, when you're doing this and you're saying, Hey, I'm going to be a doc, you don't get that. It's literally 24 seven. And people always ask me like, what do you do when you're not working? I'm like, I want to be as dumb as I possibly can. I want to sit and watch the dumbest movie. I want to laugh. I, I, I don't want to think. And so they're like, well, what do you, what else do you like? And they're like, do you like this one movie? It won like 17 Oscars. It's like this serious movie. I'm like, eh. I'm like, I want to watch something that I know could never happen. Like those Marvel movies, like they, they kind of suck now. Sorry. Yeah. But they were good for a while. And those were good because it wasn't realistic. So my brain could just rest. I didn't have to really follow and just, I could do whatever I want, but I want to laugh. I want to just kind of chill out and laugh. Oh, 100%. Like, I mean, I've seen Step Brothers oh, so many times. It's probably one of my favorite. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite dinosaur? Everybody knows that. Uh Let's play a game. All right. On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Uh, Will Ferrell's my guy, man. That dude's hilarious. Uh, and so anything Will Ferrell, any, anything where they're making fun, just like, just dumb humor. I'm like Ace Ventura. Nobody makes movies like that anymore. No, you can't. Tropic Thunder. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Tropic Thunder is by far. <laughs> Wait, don't say any Thunder. Tropic Thunder quotes on this podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> we, It will be the last. We will get arrested. People will take down guard. But no, Tropic yeah. Thunder is like the best. When he goes, you people. He goes, you people. <laughs> that thing was alpha chino i mean how good is that that's oh, so austin, you know, Power, austin powers was legit too man i know it's making you, but austin powers was hilarious dude especially with the guy get in my belly everybody used to say that to me because i'm little like people used to walk and like tell me to get in their belly and i'm like get the hell out of here that's weird but you know what's <laughs> funny it's like so you know you said will ferrell my buddy, his daughter just got a scholarship to USC for track and field. And it's, he was out there last weekend for his, his next son. He lives in Chicago. And uh, he played at Mich football at Michigan State. He did track and field. He like held the New Jersey like state record for shot put. And so he, he literally taught his older two so far, and he's working on his youngest as well, to throw the shot put. And now they both have scholarships and one's already at USC. So that particular weekend, it was, you know, the family weekend to come out and everyone came out and the whole party, the whole family's partying out there and they get invited to go to this one party. And they said, the, the parents are like, no, uh, -uh we, we can't let you go to that party. It's like, no, seriously, come with us. And they're like, no, man, that just seems, no, nah, let's not go to that party. It was the party that Will Ferrell DJed at his son's fraternity. So they I were so that. pissed. They're so pissed they didn't go. I would have so been went, been there. They're like, if we knew, we would have left the kids and just gone ourselves. <laughs> you know what's the best? So I used to, uh, there was a, a ortho tech and they kind of like help us in surgeries. And we had an ortho tech and his name was Dusty Tunnel. Hmm. That's his real name. So the dude is hilarious. I mean, he would, we would be in the OR and he would just be talking shit to me. Just hilarious. He lasted about a year and then he, he ended up going to San Diego. But the reason I bring him up is because he's actually a comedian. 
He's a comedian in San Diego on the side, but he's always, he's an orthotech by day and a comedian by night. But I remember just having him in the OR was hilarious. Like, and this was, uh, you know, obviously pre pre everything 2023 pre covid yeah so we would we would do many many stand ups in the or and and we would laugh our asses off right I, I don't know if we could do what he would do today you know just cuz of the kind of stuff that he was saying but oh my god i mean it, it just it was hilarious right you like can't he would just do anything today you can't take a picture in the operating room that's a whole show in it of itself yeah, yeah, that's, that a different, that's a different show, but I mean, yeah, I mean, la- laughter is medicine, right? Like, you got to kind of laugh at it, right? Like, I, I don't try to laugh, I, I always try to come in, especially like, so, like, let's let's talk about like what, um, what's like bedside manner, right? Yeah. I usually like to come in, I'm a pretty happy guy, I come in and I say hi and everything, I'm smiley, and you know, and I try to make it fun for the patient. Sometimes it depending on the situation, right? Sometimes they're in a lot of pain and they're sad, but, uh, you know, at the same time, like laughter is medicine. You got to, a lot of the pain is real and some of it's mental. And I think, you know, if you're bringing positivity to the patient, you know, laughter, uh, I think that that helps, right? To an extent, like maintaining professionalism. But I think that some of the patients like it, right? Like, I mean, I've had patients tell me that they like my bedside manner and, and I'm pretty, like, I'm just the same person right i'm like hey what's up hey i'm dr Acevedo. what's going on like what's the scoop like how's your shoulder feeling you know i just act normal like i try not to be too uppity do you ever like look at an x-ray and say your shoulder is lit af after i, <laughs> no, I do post-op 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. i do i'm like today this guy fixed this guy's bilateral clavicle i'm like yo this shit looks dope i'm like look at this and he was dying like, i sent him pictures but he was like thanks it, you know I mean, I'm, you know, we're proud of, I'm proud of what I do, right? Like I'm working really hard to try to like do a good job for the patient. I don't just do shit. Like I'm trying to do a good job for people and I'm proud of it. So, you know, yeah, I I think you're right. I, I think you have to be able to laugh no matter what you do. And I think it releases all kinds of things in our brains and makes us happy. And even in times where we're in pain or times of sadness, because we got news we didn't want to hear, but you know, there's times where, it helps break the ice, but you have to be able to read the room and certain patients don't want it to be funny. Read and the room. Yeah. Read <laughs> that, motherfucking room. That is so huge. Like people, sometimes people don't read the room and it's awkward. You mm-hmm. got to read the room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you remember, Jimmy Howard can't read a room. He thought he was never going to get picked from the Red Wings and he got picked and then he thought he would never like whatever. No. So it's, it's one of those things where, like there's different times to be funny. And there's one time that, so I, I had a partner that was our hip and knee guy. And he's like, this lady needed a shoulder replacement and he sent her to me. And when, when he's sending her to me, he says, you need to see Dr. Bichet. She's like, what's his first name? And he's like, Sharif. He sounds like foreigner. (laughs) Wow. That stings. So anyways, so the, the the MA that was helping him was also one of my assistants, too. So she tells me this going in. So I walk in the room, and she's got this, like, snooting look on. And I go, hi, I'm Dr. Bichet. How are you? <laughs> and she, I mean, like, her eyes almost bounced out of her head. She was so upset. I'm like, listen, lady, I can speak fine English. And she goes, she ended up being a really nice lady, and she was super happy with her shoulder. But in that moment, it was like, it was more to poke fun at her 
but it still was okay. I mean, but it could have gone either way. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the comedians get away with a lot of stuff. Like maybe if I told them I was a comedian on the side, I can get away with more, more of these kind of jokes. But like, I don't know if I would a joke like that. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. You know, this I'm already also, a troublemaker. Yeah, this is also circa like 2008. Yeah. And so, I mean, this was 15 years ago where you could still like breathe and not offend somebody. I mean, but you you got to adapt. You know, I was watching some like old shows and I was like, damn, like this is PG-13. Like this is like totally rated R now. And, you know, I'm not saying it's a I don't think it's a bad thing. I think, we you know, everybody adapts. A lot of things that we used to think were funny were probably borderline offensive. And you got to kind of, you know, change with the time. So I'm not saying it's it's bad. I'm not, I'm not mad at, at any of that. I think that. We're all just learning. I, I just think that people, like if, you know, things that are funny, they need to just like relax and like just know that we're all learning and stop being so like holier than thou sometimes. It, and it's funny. I don't know if you've ever seen this. I had a lady today I saw. She was super nice, but her husband was like super, super serious. And sometimes it happens the other way. But it's you joke with one, one giggles and the other one kind of gives you a sneer. And it's like, I just can't understand like you start being serious and then the person who wants to joke is like weird and it it just like the whole vibe of the room is just bizarre so you just try to like get in get out do your job leave but it's it's weird when there's you have two different dynamics simultaneously happening yeah i mean i feel like and and that's why i think like a lot of this social media presence and even this podcast for example like right like there's patience who want a doctor like us, who are legit, good surgeons, good at what we do. We're super nerdy at times. And then we're also just like real people and we're down to earth and we're going to shoot the shit with you and, you know, maybe, you know, have a drink with you after your total shoulder. I don't know. But <laughs> right. But then the, if you want that, like, that snooty, hoity-toity vibe, I'm super like, I talk like this all the time. And, and there's, I mean, there's a place for those people too. And I'm not mad at you. I mm-hmm. think that you got to find somebody who you trust to cut you open and put metal inside you and that you're going to do well. Right. And then you have to see these people. Like right. I like, I love my patients. Like if I find, I like to see them all the time. Like we, we, you end up becoming like attached to them. Right. Like, like you, it's like selling. I tell people, it's like, look, I sold you a car. I'm not going to ever get rid of you. I want to make sure this car runs well. Right. Like that. I'm not, I'm not the type of person to sell you a car and say, Oh, I can't help you after. So right. I, I, you know, I prefer patients who like my, my sense of humor who like, right. It, it, it's got to be a match, right? Some people might like me and some people might like you. And then there might not, you know, vice versa. They might not like the other person, right? And there's, I mean, I always say it to my residents and fellows with this knife, I be wed. I mean, you are marrying that person. The second knife hits skin. Well, that's because so, that's because you're a good doctor. I don't no, think that everybody thinks like that, but they, they should because they should. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're doing something to this human being. You're altering them in some way and i always tell patients like when somebody says i want surgery or i don't want surgery it's like you can't be so dogmatic you gotta listen to what i gotta say and realize that my goal is to make you better i don't want to operate on a human being that doesn't need it that does nothing for me i tell them all the time i don't have a car payment that i need to make so if i'm I'm, if i'm telling you that i'm doing your surgery it's because you need it 
Yeah. Or you know, or I tell them like like you're like like look like when they don't need surgery and they want it, I'm like look, I'm a surgeon. I get paid to do surgery, and I'm telling you that I don't think that a surgery is what you need, right? Right. If you don't get that, like if the surgeon is telling you not to do surgery, and then you're gonna go. I mean, obviously, and I also encourage second opinions because there's also some people could say that just maybe they can't handle the problem. But, you know, all things being equal, like if, if for at least for me, like if I'm telling them not to have surgery, it's because I genuinely think they don't need it. And, you know, I don't want to just make money off people. Right. I mean, and, and that's where I kind of struggle with some of the ancillary money streams coming in of like, hey, I'm going to give everybody a stem cell. And, you know, it's like, you better be able to prove to people. I mean, nothing can ruin your relationship faster than doing something that doesn't help a patient after taking thousands of dollars out of their pocket. And so <laughs> you, know, you better, I'm not saying no against PRP or BMAC and stuff like that. However, it's just like, know what the role is so that you're not just taking money out of their pocket. Cause that, that yeah. there's no humor that can yeah. fix that problem. I mean, if I wanted, if I wanted to make money, I would just, I mean, I don't know if I'm funny, but I would be a comedian. Like, look at Ken Jong, right? So he used to work at Kaiser Woodland Hills. The dude was an internal medicine dude, right? Soup, and then he would go after hours and do stand up. And then the guy landed freaking hangover, and now he's like huge. The dude's not a doctor anymore, right? Oh my God. Like, if if we wanted to make money, we wouldn't be in medicine. <laughs> for for real i mean like I, I if i tell my kids all the time that if you want medicine for money don't do it i mean there's way better ways to i mean it's probably less painful to go rob a bank to get rich than it is to be a doctor to get rich wait I don't mean, we were robbing banks on our podcast I, Jesus. hey Relax. Relax. <laughs> take take a deep breath. The point I'm trying to make, the point I'm trying to make is there is robbery happening in medicine every day. Yes. It, and it's the insurance companies. Sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Jesus. Get get this man off of the pot. Bobby. Bobby, this man that we have, this co-host man, is going to get us canceled. We don't know what's going on here. We're oh, just trying no. to have a good time, have a good conversation. Hey, I'm just trying to be funny. That's it. I want comedy in my life. See, well, I, that's the you thing. know what's really How funny? How do you know you're funny? How do you know you're did, did your mom tell you you're funny? Like who no. told you you're funny? Does your wife you say can, you're funny? Like, hey, you, Sharif, you're funny. You can't trust your you can't trust your wife. You can't trust your mother. Because <laughs> I mean, it's like saying their their baby's ugly. They're gonna say you're funny. It's just the way it is. They're gonna <laughs> like, say how do you know? How do you know if you're funny? Like, so like if I was if somebody told me that I was funny, I might, you know, be like, hey, fuck this medicine shit. I'm gonna go be a comedian because these people think I'm funny. Okay, I'll I'll point it to you this way. This is why you can't trust your wife. You're out to dinner. Imagine this. You're at Nobu Malibu, right? Nobu you're Malibu. Out, you're out, yeah, you're outside because you go there quite enough. You, you did not watch Gerard Butler piss his pants or whatever you did the last time, okay? So you're you're outside. Picture it. Got it? You're with all yeah. these couples. And you, you throw out a joke that you think is going to kill. And it's a fucking dud. Oh, who laugh? Who, who's going to laugh? So awkward. I've done that Jen, before. Jen is going to laugh. No, no, no. You can't trust her. No, my wife would not laugh. She would text me and be like, you're a fucking idiot. 
this is wonderful. So I've never in our 11 shows had an opportunity where we uh, have a log jam of guests. However, tonight... <laughs> We do. And I'm actually pretty excited about it. And so we're going to play with this because tonight we have, uh, we're going to, Bobby, Bobby's saying we're going to bring them both in. So I think we should. So, so Matt is, uh, he's going to come on here in a second. And he is one of the funniest dudes that I know that I've seen come out of Detroit. There's a lot of good humor that comes out of Detroit. So I'm excited to bring him on. Because he's not only a friend of Bobby's, but he's also a wonderful comedian. And I'm excited to hear his his flow to get here. So it's Matt Khan. He's going to come on right now. And then we also have Kamran Hamid, who is our first guest, who's also an orthopedic surgeon and a comedian and a rapper. So we're just bringing everybody on. Self-proclaimed. It's it's self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed comedian. Self-proclaimed uh, so one's a real comedian. One self-proclaimed, but let's 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 put it to the our 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 listeners, the ten of them, to see what they think. So, Bobby, bring them both on. This is going to be great. It's a fucking train wreck. <laughs> Surgeon said, "30 min. See you in four hours." They put me in Indonesia. Poop emoji. Poop. Emoji. Fecal emoticon. <laughs> oh. Oh, everybody's here. Matt oh. Comedy. What's up, brother? Hey, up, thanks for having Bobby? me. This is yes. Comron, my friend. Self-proclaimed comedian. <laughs> same, same here. Look oh, at him. He's salty as fuck. Look at him. <laughs> salty as <laughs> AF. You don't laugh at my jokes. I'll still be rich afterwards. So. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. The beauty of being a Wait, doctor. We have a new segment for you. Sharif, introduce the segment. Yeah. yeah. So, comrade, we brought you on tonight. And actually, this will this is really how I pictured this in my brain. We want a layperson and a doctor to talk about this. But we're going to talk about high-profile injuries. And so, one of them, actually, there's two. There is Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins, both blew out their Achilles. You're a foot and ankle surgeon. So I want to like talk to you like you see one in a cast, like he's like in bubble wrap and the other one's like walking into the stadium tonight with no crutches eight weeks out from surgery. So would that scare the shit out of you? Like what, what's going through your brain when you watch those two? And then I want Matt's take because I guarantee he's a fantasy football guy. Is that fair to say? Fair to say. Yeah. Uh, all right, say. so I want to see like what you hear, like when you hear he got this brand new procedure. So, Kamran, you start. Like, what are you thinking with these injuries? You know, it's not a new technique. So they attach exactly. the proximal stump of his uh, of his Achilles or his um, his gastroc soleus. Wait, complex. what? What's an Achilles? Yeah, English brother. Yeah, English. It's the <laughs> it's a <laughs> mythical it's a mythical structure that's your weakest part. Uh, so the Achilles tendon connects the calf muscles to the calcaneus, the heel bone, and about three to five centimeters above its insertion. I know you forgot this from your OITE is, is least blood supply. And so this is where people are likely to rupture. Uh, we generally just put the two ends together, but, um, what he had done was instead of connecting the two ends of the torn tendon, 
he had the top part of his muscle reconnected to his uh, calcaneus. So it's trying to get instead of tendon to tendon healing, uh, tendon to bone to heal. That's dumb. You know what I use Achilles for? Trap transfers in the shoulder for massive yeah. rotator cuff tears. That's what the Achilles is for. They should have cut that shit out and froze it and given it to me so that I can done a shoulder surgery with it. Okay. So back to realistic. <laughs> yeah, you, you, make a, you make a valid point, Danny. But in this case, they reattached it to the calcaneus. All right. So would you think that if you saw his MRI, it had pulled off the bone and not in the middle of the tendon or no. would they, you, they threw away the stump? No, the little bit that was left on the bone. It's all, it's all left intact. What they do is they pass the sutures or whatever material fiber tape that they use underneath the skin down to the, um, down to the calc. Um, and so the, and then they reattach, they attach it with, um, interference screws. Essentially. I think Matt left. He got bored. Yeah, All right, yeah, yeah. Matt, we're going to bring you in. And yeah, so Bobby just wrote <laughs> me and Matt are going to take a nap for a little while. So, all right. What do you know? Like when you watch this and you're watching ESPN and then you see Aaron Rodgers, what are your thoughts as a fantasy football? Like, are you going to start this guy next week? Like what's going on? First of all, I just want to say that being probably the smartest person on this podcast, uh, I will for let sure. you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've, this is, if I didn't feel like dumb all the time, I would feel really dumb right now, but it's kind of, I was like at the post office earlier today and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm the dumbest person here. So uh, <laughs> everywhere I go, I kind of feel this no, way. We have, we have Danny. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I got 99% of my OIT comrade. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm the, I'm the dumbest one here. <laughs> and i got 99 percentile on my boards ask anybody that's why my okay. name who gives a shit can matt speak can matt speak the only thing you have 99 of is problems stop go i got a 20 on my act so that's where i'm at i you know what i i think all uh i think we all need to just figure out what tom brady does the tb12 method and uh and maybe that's what rogers is working with his guy over there because i mean that's I don't really, I don't know how to explain. Everybody else misses a whole year, and and, and Rogers is back, but he's like probably in some deprivation tank doing mushrooms, and uh, I don't know, drinking kefir or something like that, or kefir. 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 That's a probiotic, kefir. Danny. You should know that you're vegan. All right, back to you, Cameron. <laughs> I, I will say this: this is not to take away anything from uh, Aaron Rodgers and his surgeon. It, it is really incredible that he's walking around without a limp eight weeks out. I mean, that, that's impressive. I think probably most orthopedic surgeons, our fear is that if he gets back to something explosive, that it's going to, uh, that it's going to re-rupture. It's going to be like, it's going to shoot like a cannon dude. When that thing explodes well, again, like there, no, there's not really a great uh, example. I can think of, of someone that's a pro athlete having taken care of uh, NBA players and MLB players that has like fully recovered and then uh, re-ruptured on the same side that I can think of. But, you know, Kevin Durant had a, we think probably a calf tear, like a gastroc tear, and then he had a secondary re-rupture. And uh, same thing like Aaron Rodgers, except he was a lot younger when it happened to him. And the time from his last game till the next game was, I think, about 19 months. Now, granted, he's like, I mean, he is doing incredible over the last couple of years. But he took a long time off in between. No, so that's serious exactly question, the Kamala, point. Ser serious question, right? So I talk about this with rotator cuff tears, and I tell patients, look, your rotator cuff tear is like a tire. 
and sometimes it wears out and sometimes it pops, right? The older you get, the more likely you get a tear. Like how, how do we prevent Achilles injuries? Like one of our, you know, okay. And Aquanze, my buddy had an Achilles tear and he had it fixed. And like, I don't want to have an Achilles tear. I mean, I'm pretty active. I do a lot of high intensity workouts. Like what can I do to make sure I don't get an Achilles tear? Cause I really don't want to do that. It looks like it hurts. Eat meat. Yeah. Eat what? <laughs> Eat meat. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things I hope you guys don't edit out of context, and that's one of them. But I would say this is like um, Achilles ruptures and Achilles tendinopathy is is a little bit of a different ball game than um, cuff cuff tears um, in that it's not – this is not like a wear and tear or an aging type issue. This is like – we see this in people from their 20s. The youngest Achilles rupture that I've had that we've fixed been 14 years old. Um, but, it, you know, it's usually like people like us, it's like weekend warriors, 30s, 40s. Um, but this is not necessarily like a, a degenerative issue. The answer is this. It's like the terrifying thing is I don't know what you can do to stop yourself from getting Achilles rupture outside of not playing basketball <laughs> or volleyball probably. Uh, well, Bobby, Bobby's probably going to have a, a, a tear, God forbid. So if that happens, then we're going to go ahead and send that to Chicago <laughs> to have you take care of him. But I, I mean, I think you brought up some great points. And I think the point we wanted to do with this segment is to just fuck around and figure out, like, why people are freaking out. Because, like, I'm hearing all these lay people come in and say... Hey, you know what? This is great. I mean, he's back in eight weeks. I mean, it's not realistic. This is not a realistic thing that's happening. So anyways, I, I'm curious to see what happens when he comes back. I'm curious to see when Cousins comes back. I think they're going to be a year apart, but it is what it is. Hey, do you guys think it's ever... Oh, oh here comes Bobby Fox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron called me out in the chat. He said to show my face. Dude, um, there's five there's... people on this fucking podcast right now. This is like fucking <laughs> like Call of Duty right now. This is insane. All right, so listen, I'm gonna try for, for one minute, and then I'm gonna get off because I want to hear what Matt has to say. I want to hear all you guys. Absolutely. But real quick, Cameron, shut up. I'm not gonna stop playing basketball. Uh, <laughs> I, Sharif, no. I called Sharif like four years ago or so um, on a Saturday morning. I think I told this story beforehand on the show, but I felt that pop in the back of my leg. I'm like, oh, fuck. That's he definitely my Achilles. Yep. It was the sickest crossover you've ever seen. I was literally just jogging up the court and I went down. So um, it sucks. <laughs> so that's like my biggest fear too. But And that's when uh, somebody in the gym yelled, sniper, because you just went down. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it, – it, I never want that to happen again, but um, thanks for disappointing me. I was really hoping to get some like good <laughs> tips on how to make sure it never happens. And now I'm just like out of luck. So thanks, Tom. I appreciate that. Sure. <laughs> well, welcome all back. Right. You're our first, you're our first two time guest and we'll keep bringing you back for all the lower extremity trauma stuff. But uh, I can't wait to see you soon. I, I, I think we're doing a uh, thing together in shoulder 360 in Miami in May. Yeah. I'm pretty fired up. So yeah. Thanks for coming on again tonight, Cameron. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Good to see you. Nice to meet you, Matt. Nice to meet you, Cameron. Thanks, Bobby. Bye. See you, brother. Bobby. Are you guys hearing about the uh, the AI stuff going on? That's big stuff. Yeah. Are you guys worried about that? Are you scared? Yeah. Scared? Well, yeah. They're like, it's gonna take your job. It's gonna kill you. <laughs>
I hear all that and I get worried and then I go to I go to the bathroom and they have one of those automated faucets and I'm like We got time. We got some time. <laughs> What's up, right. Matt? What's, What's up, up? brother? How much did we bore you there? I'm like I have a child mind, so I'm like all I'm thinking is like, do they ever do the like rookie of the year thing where they have somebody gets like a super arm or something sweet out of one of those surgeries? What time will tell. Time will yeah. tell. So I have a lot of comedian friends, you know, through my school because I, I go to LA and I don't want to name drop, but they're 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 famous guys. And these guys like are always like 100 percent always like funny. Like, do you feel the need as a comedian to like be funny all the time? Yeah, yeah, like right now, I'm like, I better say something funny because otherwise, I'm like, I don't know anything about ACLs, you know? So, this is all Achilles. Achilles. You're probably like, fuck, Bobby, why would you bring me on to this show? I mean, like, why I, am I here? Why am I, I thought it's just like a cruel thing. Hey, let's bring this guy on. We'll tell him it's for comedy and then we'll just make him feel stupid for an hour. I mean, <laughs> no. Hey, nah, if, we, if we were going to feel stupid for an hour, we wouldn't even need a guest. We would be fine. <laughs> We're definitely, this is after hours doctor. This is, I'm a pod star, not a doctor. We named it that for a reason because this is us like being regular, like dudes, like just chilling. We're not trying to be smart. I'm not going to be smarter than you right now. You, I, hopefully you can tell me some smart shit. I'm trying to learn from you. Oh yeah. No, I listened to your guy. I listened to a couple episodes. At first I was like, this is going to be tough to like, (laughs) Listen to, but you guys were a lot of fun. It was funny. I had some laughs and uh, some hip hop references. So um, oh I listened to. Uh, what do you know about hip hop? You don't know nothing about hip hop, bro. <laughs> bro, he's no, from no. fucking Detroit. Are you uh, from the D? Are you the Great yeah. White Hope? Lived, I lived over on like 16 Mile for a while. All right, let me yeah. see. Your, I want to hear that 16 Mile. All right, this is it, right? You're on stage. The the, the we're getting. I've been to comedy shows, right? I'm razzing you right now. I want to hear that 16 mile freestyle. He's gonna flow. come what down you, and you punch got? you in the face. What you got? <laughs> I would tell you, there's a there's an improv show here by one of my friends called Hitprov, and if you ever come to Detroit, we get you on it. Uh, yes, they they go and it's hip hop, but it's improv, but hip hop, and so it's we rapping, are, um, it's trivia, it's the whole thing. We are cool. doing that with you. And uh, I was on it. It was I was terrible. I my rap was about a mare as far as a as a, a female horse. Um, oh. Yeah, that was so it was I had to rap about you horse. Of it? Yeah, I do because it was so bad. And it was I my the suggestion was like horses and I had to rap and now I and I went right to where's my snare? Where's my snare? Where's my snare? And they're like <laughs> That's my mayor. <laughs> and I, I don't think anybody knew what, <laughs> that a mayor was a horse. So there was like, this guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> They're idiots. A mayor is a horse. Everybody knows that. Yeah. So Matt, tell us, how did it all start? I mean, it, it's kind of weird to say, hey, look, you know, it's funny. It's like, I always think of art, whether it be comedy or you're a painter or, whatever, or a writer. It's all in your head. So like we have a tangible yeah. thing. We cut things open and we saw people's bones and slap metal and plastic in there and whatnot. It's your job happens in your in your brain, which is so cool. And then it's like comes out and it's your work. So how did it all start? Like, where did you decide, yeah. hey, I'm gonna do this? 
I think a lot while, while you were paying attention in like biology to what you should be cutting open, I was like thinking about, I wonder if, uh, if this frog had sex with this, you know, I, I went like somewhere else. I probably shouldn't have gone with this stuff and kind of ducked out of, of thinking <laughs> and uh, went fantasy land, but you know, as, as a kid and, and everything, but um, the, the comedy was uh, actually asked my grandpa. He was like, uh, into producing like comedy videos just for fun. He always wanted to get us on um, on America's Funniest Videos, and uh, he his brother was a magician, so he was really into show. So he kind of inspired that idea a little bit because he would make videos of us like uh, doing stuff, and we we made like a music video that we sent to America's Funniest Videos. It wasn't even funny; it was pretty dumb. But um, that idea and watching like Johnny Carson as a kid. But uh, and then I always wrote. It was kind of funny. Is like I think a lot of it's just being a writer, and and that obsessing. Like comedy is just like cutting words out, cutting words out, cutting words out. You know. Um, but did but somebody yeah, it, tell you like how do you know you're funny? Did somebody tell you you were funny? Because I'm trying to figure this out. Because I'm trying to see if if I'm funny, I'm like I'm totally gonna be a comedian. Well, what's funny right now <laughs> is I'm the only one who has good enough internet where I could actually like. Matt's pixelated. Cuff Daddy is ah. like, he's just like stuck. That, oh, he's, he's gone. God, that LA internet. I mean, Bobby's just like laughing and producing. All right, we'll keep going, Matt. Where did it all start? Like, when when do I like wake up? And I, I think you were talking a little bit about like biology and you thought weird things that we thought different things. But then you decide you become a comedian. Now it's a grind. I mean, like for us to become docs, it's all the shit we got to do. But it's at least as hard, if not harder, I think, to do what you do. Like, I, I think, I think that there's like a, uh, just a probably a similar amount of time in some ways to get like proficient at being, being a comedian or being a doctor. You guys probably went to like eight plus years of school or something. 15. Yeah. 15. Yeah. Uh, I think wow. Just but, be better than Cuff Daddy. <laughs> I didn't even know there's that many years of school. That's a ton yeah. of school. See, I should have been. A, I should have just. Fuck, I mean, I was funny in school. I was fucking around. I got in trouble a lot. I feel like I could have been a comedian, and I could have been way better off. <laughs> I don't. You know what's funny? I know a couple of doctors that are comedians, and then lawyers. Ken Jong, you know Ken Jong? Yeah, he's a doctor. So he was a doc. Uh, he was a, com- a doctor out here where I live in Kaiser at Woodland Hills. Nice. And he and then he just was like doing it part time and then switched over. Yeah, he basically yeah. blew up. He was doing it part time at night and then he blew up and he like was on movies and he was like, yeah, fuck this doctor gig. And he bounced. Now he's fucking real serious because he's he's on the mass Singer. He's blown up. That was the joke. Yeah, he's really made joke. it. He's on the mass Singer. But I mean, they're uh, like lawyers too. I think too, if you have like a, just a mind and and a dedicate, a lot of it's like dedication. You know, I think some people are born with that understanding of time, timing, and like maybe more of a wandering mind or curious of like really digging into something that people wouldn't think about as much. You know, um, like Jerry Seinfeld has said that once before. Like I get paid to really analyze like something basic for hours. And and come up with this, you know, this view of it for for people who don't have the time to do that. So that that's was the good. beauty of his show. I mean, it yeah. Was so how do you about nothing? Yeah, like how do you come up? How do you come up with a joke? Let's just start there. Like, 
Like you're just chilling at the house. Like, are you getting high? Are you drunk? Like, what's going on? Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> it How is legal you? in Michigan, but hey, that's a personal coming up with a joke, dude. Yeah, well, what I, you know, what I'm so I'm sober nine years. So oh, uh, there's there is a a thing in comedy. You're either the comics are either sober or in recovery or need to be in recovery. Is <laughs> one of the, the two paths? Yeah. Uh, you know, there, and I, I, a lot of, I think it's a matter in anything in life. Like if, if I can get present, like I got this joke that, um, my daughter's like, we want to play, uh, on the, the whiteboard with me or whatever. And, you know, and I'm like, sure. And then we play, she's like, let's play hangman. And we play hangman. And then I, I write this joke from that. And it was being able to be present and do that with her, you know, where, and the joke now is like, I've done it maybe a half dozen times and it's finally coming around. But it all came from me, like just living my life and being present, and then able to like. And then I also think that comedy gods give you a joke sometimes. All of a sudden, you just see something that you've seen a hundred times differently. It's funny because when we started doing this, obviously we're doctors, so we don't view the world the same way as your eyes because we tend to be doing what we do. But as you've pretty much figured out in the seven minutes you've been on with us. Danny and I are a little bit different than your traditional doctors. So yes. we have started to look at things differently. And one of our previous guests was uh, Mason from Mason in the Morning and the PA announcer for the Pistons. So yeah. we were asking how he preps for a show. And his response was, you know, back in the day, he would get the newspaper, the APY or blah, blah, blah. But now he's like, the world is literally always what you got to know. So you're on Instagram or you're on this, you're watching the news and you're taking everything in and deciding, got plans, deciding what you're going to do with that information. And it's how your brain works and, and kind of coins something to make it something we talk about, or in your case, a joke, like how do you come up with a joke from a whiteboard? I mean, that's the, that's the amazing part. Yeah, well, I'll tell you the joke and see if you guys think it's funny. It's getting better. It's one of those I believe in, but it's it's been a so uh, we're we're playing. You know, you, Hangman. So my daughter wants to play Hangman, and Hangman's a perfect game to play if you feel like a word puzzle or drawing capital punishment. That's the first punchline. <laughs> Sometimes it, nobody laughs at that one because they're like, "Whoa, man!" No, uh, I and like I've that one. and I've had to play around with what is that? What is that punchline? Word capital punishment is the lightest. Murder went too hard. Uh, killing a small man. Uh, so that's the first one. Then, that would work said, for us. <laughs> that would work for us. We got a small man. Plant daddy. <laughs> Plant daddy. Oh. Uh, and then the next line is, um, my kids are great because they're always giving me extra clues, you know, so I won't be getting it right. And then they'll be like, keep going. And they'll draw a little hair on this guy. And then they'll draw so a, a mouth and a smile on this man we're slowly killing. They keep adding detail by giving me our clues. Pretty soon, they drew a letter to his wife and a oh, foreclosure statement. So that's like the whole, that's where I'm at with that joke right now. And like I said, I've just been like six times and it, it like this past weekend, it finally hit the way I was hoping it would hit. And, um, and it's just a, a lot of it is just tinkering with how am I saying it? And, you know, it's just these little things in timing that once you feel like you have that joke, you got to play with till you like it hits. And then and then it's like you uncovered it. And it, sometimes you don't you write a joke and boom, it hits right away. But other times it's like you believe in it, but it, it's just not quitting on it. Not, I mean, I think if you believe in it, do it. I mean, 
kind of what we do. It's like we might do a surgery a particular way and then be like, you know what? I didn't need that step. I could have kind of, and, and you mold it and tweak it until you become much more proficient. And it sounds like you're just doing it with your brain versus we're doing it with our hands. And so has there ever been like a joke where you're like, this is going to fucking kill. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then it's an absolute dud or, or vice oh. versa. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I, some of my best jokes, it's weird. Cause you just don't know. And then the more it's the more, I think it's going to hit the less likely it's going to hit. Even like with that joke, I just said, like it didn't, it now just hit. And I was like, this is a slam dunk as soon as I do it. Um, so most of the time when I feel good about it, I'm way wrong. I had this joke, uh, this bathroom stall joke where uh it was a throwaway line i was like um it's the one place in the world that nobody has a name you know when you're in there and somebody knocks you jump into this third person mystery narrative you're like someone's in here and um that was kind of the setup to it and that got a big laugh that whole idea because people sometimes you don't know how much people relate to something or you think it might just be you and then you uncover like oh no everybody's everybody thinks that or feels that or, or, you know, recognizes that. I think Dane cook had a great joke about the bathroom stall. He's like, why, when I go in this fucking bathroom, is it always wet? <laughs> wet. And the yeah. doors are like slammed and like falling off. It's like, but you picture it and you're like, Oh my God, he's right. I've never been into like a bathroom, like a big public bathroom. They're like, Oh wow. This is so nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and, dude the public bathroom so, shit is weird like why like when you go to oh, a public bathroom like is there's gonna be like 10 stalls in the public bathroom and then like you know there's etiquette right and like i've been in the bathroom i'm like peeing in, and like peeing in the stall and there's like 10 empty With ones Gerard Butler? and the dude no this is pre-gerard butler and then like the dude will come in and like there's like rules right like you should go like and they come right next to you to pee and then they like, try to talk to you. And it's like, dude, I'm peeing. Like, don't try to talk to me. Like, what is going on? And there's like 10 other urinals that are free. What is How that? about the dude that pees at the urinal next to you? And he's got both. He like puts both hands up on the wall. Like he's about to get like, frisked <laughs> by the cops. It's like, what is happening? Why, why, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And why are you right next to me? And don't look at me. You're starting. I don't want you to piss on my shoe. See, at least you're tall. Like I'm little, so they're always looking down on me. And I'm like, "What are you looking at? Leave me alone!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, so what is like? Uh, so, give me this. I mean, as a comedian, I, I know your a little bit of your story. So, it, what your first show was at the comedy store, and it kind of like you're supposed to do it with like other students and it it kind of fell apart and you had to go in the big room like what was that yeah that so um yeah wait i was just i went upstairs here to get a better internet is that yeah it's working better. any better okay let me just bring my camera back I'm convinced, on. matt i'm convinced it's not the fucking internet it's bobby is it bobby it's fucking bobby <laughs> wow bobby that's hate so much hate. Fuck you, Danny. <laughs> he writes, fuck off, Danny. Fuck Bobby. I think he was waiting to send that because that was no, so no. fast. Like I know. I was, we're gonna start, I was going to start a campaign. Hashtag fuck Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. All right. 
I think I'm good now. I think I'm on. Everything's good. I got my yeah. like a pilot. You look like you're going to play Call of Duty, bro. Like, what is going on? <laughs> Get the high ground. Fortnite. Fortnite. Give her the meter, Ricky. That's your Fortnite mic. Don't lie to me, dude. I know you're playing Fortnite all night. Oh, God. <laughs> I, had to, I had to buy the Xbox off my son to get him off of Fortnite. That was the only way to get him to stop playing that. You know, is- Fortnite is back to the like original chapter I just heard. I was told I've heard. And so dude, like everybody's back into it. I'm like, dude, this sucks. Fortnite is crazy. Like in college, we used to play Halo and a little bit of Counter-Strike and we'd like, you know, we'd play, but like these kids are insane with this Fortnite stuff. Like they live inside this virtual world. It's it's nuts. Do you, so what where's the role for virtual comedy? Like, are you doing comedy scenes in the Fortnite world? Like, I feel like that's like a niche. Uh well, we had a little taste of that with like the Zoom shows. Um, and there's there's some this guy was just messaging me because he builds like robots. I was at a conf like a comedy conference thing with him. And uh for colleges, you ever hear of those college ones like NACA and APCA where you try out to do uh like to be hired on for campuses? Anyways, um, and he was doing robot comedy. He's like the smart guy, and he's building these these virtual rooms where, as almost like open mics, you could go in and just try out new material with like AI type audiences, and then you can. That's a way to just test material quickly. And I was like, that's a pretty good idea if it works, because that's all you want. You want to just try this joke in a safe place for the first time and and quickly. Like that would be incredible, but. Um, Wait, part. what yeah. about, yeah. don't you think we can make AI funny? Like, are you worried about your job? Cause like, <laughs> have you done AI any chat GPT jokes yet? Yeah. No, I haven't. It's not that. <laughs> I think I was reading about, uh, Musk has a, a, a chat bot coming out and that one might be funny from some of the stuff I was reading the responses that it has. It's sarcastic and. But right now, every time I try to do like chat GPT, I'll ask him. Uh, I, Why is I it a him? About... Why is it a him? Oh, and mine's a him. All right. Do not. <laughs> Dang it. Do not assume it's gender. All right. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> Did I? Uh, yeah. I call mine Mr. Chat GPT. <laughs> See, that's why. That's why. I asked it how I asked uh, as far as uh, Mary Todd goes. Answer this question is if you were Mary Todd was Abe Lincoln good in bed? And it, it was, I uh, gave me the response that, uh, I, this is a, a, uh, not a question I can answer cause it's disrespectful to the president or something like that. So oh, sake. yeah, no, like just answer it. Come on. It's 2023. Even the chat bots are offended. <laughs> yeah. They said that the chat bots are more like sensitive than real doctors. Oh, then go get your surgery <laughs> done by the chatbot. Bye. I mean, if the chatbot can make me laugh for free, I don't know if I'd go to a comedy show, honestly. So Did before you... you... <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, no, I was like, so why it doesn't... I don't think it works, because like comedy, a lot of it is like... It's really energy management. And and Ooh. it's it's great with a group of people because there's energy with that. When you're solo, you're really relying on just your energy. Um, but when there's a, a room full of people, you know, I think it, everybody vibes and, and there's like an energy to the room. And then the comedian basically manipulates it through either words or through building tension. 
Yeah, you guys for sure build tension because you guys are like the only people that can like say some like some like some shit that nobody else can say. And because it's a comedy show, they kind of just like allow it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It is. It's a, it's weird that there are stuff where like you the things that you used to be able to say and not get in trouble for, you couldn't say. And now some of those things are kind of creeping in again. So it's it's made it like dangerous a little bit. You know, I think there was a time where everything, everything you could say. And so there wasn't any like danger or there wasn't any tension to it. No, it just seems like you have to always be on your toes and you kind of feel out what's going on in society and be like, oh, can't do that one. Wouldn't hit right now. Oh, nope, can't do that one. Nope, that one's out. Yeah. If you want to work, you know, like that's yeah. for me. Like I, I, <laughs> I try to be pretty, pretty clean. And, um, you know, I, I do corporate gigs uh, around the country and, you know, that's a lot just because I've, I do clean and I, it's not that I can't write dirty or make my stuff dirtier. I just like, <laughs> well, I, wait, do you I have any work. vegan jokes? I want to hear your vegan joke. Ready, set, go. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Vegan. So the, uh, I think that people are funny that they say that they they're like they're saving animals' lives and everything because they go vegan. But really, all they're doing, which is kind of sicker, is that they're killing the animals slowly by eating the animals' food. <laughs> That's fucking awesome! Yeah, plant daddy. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, now, now, why why are you competing with the 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 cow? That oh, you're eating. You never thought of it like that, did you? I just you don't like to eat now. them. They're like they're cool. I just you know it was a thing. Wait, now, but you're now killing it. You're not eating it, but you're killing it. Slowly. He's lying. He doesn't yeah. know he's, he's lying. He got a C in biology, right? Yeah, I didn't even think biology. Frog, he was thinking about the frog masturbating. <laughs> fine, fine. Dude. Oh. Wait, do you, what about eating like chicken? I have this theory that like you, we just probably shouldn't eat other mammals because we're a mammal. But like chickens are, you know, they're foul. They're like in a different classification of of life form. Yeah, they're borderline reptile. Like they're, yeah, yeah. They have cloacas. Hey, I like that. Hey, I like that. I'm gonna fuck with that later. Yeah, <laughs> think, about, think about that. Think about that when you go to sleep. <laughs> I don't eat like uh, I I slip in a little red meat, but not much, and then um and never never pork. I I don't do uh, you don't that one feels swine? weird. Mm -mm. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you eat. Exactly. That's the thing. I don't give a shit what anybody eats. But it seems to me like people give a shit about what I don't eat. No 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 no. You stop <laughs> yourself right there. Vegans and marathon runners are the ones we've talked about this. They're the Cross ones always, and CrossFitters will always tell you that they do those three things. It's because Everyone they love that shit. It's because it's like their identity and it's okay. And I respect Same thing that. with Harvard However, but, people. If you go to Harvard, Penn or Boston College, they tell you where they went, right? In the first three minutes. That's oh, this is telling you being a vegan? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Cross. <laughs> crossfit and vegans isn't that you guys and said marathon that before. runners and yeah marathon yeah runners. yeah like i didn't ask I didn't yeah but i think don't you think like chickens are the gift to to humans like they're 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 born like every every second like there is like just, i don't give a shit 
I'm just and not gonna they can eat still them. feed you without dying because they're gonna pump out some eggs. I mean, yeah. I don't care. Out of there. <laughs> right. You have your legumes, okay, buddy? You I'm gonna eat it. my legumes and look sexy in my bikini, okay? Okay, that's enough. That's can I can I ask something about legumes? <laughs> okay, so, go go. So you know how people have like peanut allergies, and they then yeah. they're, like, they're peanut bullshit. allergies. Peanut <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, okay, go ahead. but then, but then it's like it's they call it a nut allergy, but peanuts aren't nuts. They're for the legume. It's a legume allergy, a, a processed legume allergy. It's not a nut allergy. Hmm. Hmm. He brings up. <laughs> he's be okay. He speaks truth. I give snaps. I don't know. He's nuts give, right you, nuts give you protein. Okay. But I mean, a, a peanut is not a nut. I guess that's my point. And yeah, but then these nuts. These I'm allergic nuts. to those. I'm definitely <laughs> allergic to those. <laughs> Can I not say uh, that? What do you mean a peanut uh, is not a nut? Matt, what the fuck are you talking about? What grade did you get in biology? How is a peanut I, not a nut? Bobby, is that a nut? Is a peanut a nut? Go to the. We need we need a uh, Bobby. This is some this is some semantic I'll, shit. This is I'll what I'm bring it up right now for you, but a peanut is not a nut. It's a legume. No, it's a legume. See, I yeah. These are all just words. They're they're just <laughs> words. So and like cow. you can change it, words and definitions. They add new words to the dictionary so is, all the time. So, so, it's so like a lamb. don't get don't like get caught up in the tasty. words. Don't get caught up in the definition. Peanuts are not a true nut. They're a legume in the same family as peas and lentils. So huh. deal with it, Danny. What about I don't give a nuts? shit what it is. What I like it. <laughs> I'm going to eat the damn nut? peanut. Like, he's the, like you're trying to, this isn't a classification game. Okay. We're just talking about hey, Matt's animals. Hey, Matt's playing a game with you. You do the rap games. He's not doing animals. a game with you. It's like, what yeah. is a nut? That's sometimes I feel like a nut, nut, and sometimes I don't. <laughs> I just can't. We have, we have digressed. All right, let's 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 get the train wreck back on rails. All right, Matt. Oh, sh- give me your Mount Rushmore of comics. Oh, uh, Eddie Murphy for sure. What about um, Dave Chappelle? Dave Chappelle. Let the man talk, Danny. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need you to chime in. I don't, I don't know about. How about? Okay, hold on, Matt. P. Diddy, in a second. Ready? We're going to ask you your four favorite legumes. Okay. Your Mount Rushmore <laughs> legumes. Okay, back to you, Matt. Your Mount Rushmore comics. <laughs> I'm going to go Eddie Murphy. Um, probably Rodney Dangerfield. Ooh. Um, and... Oh, man. Jim Gaffigan's up there for me right now. And I, I, like I like if I had a new one right now, it's uh, Nate Bargatze. I've just been such a fan of this for a while. Dude, he's uh, all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's, I've never heard of this guy. And then, like, he's on Saturday Night Live. I turned on Game Day. He's on. He's on everything. Um, he's killing Yeah. He's been, and he's been around. He's just, he, he's now made the, like, the main mainstream. Yeah. Um, but his, I've seen him a couple times. His his writing and like I like a comic that's like he only he can deliver that joke, you know. And that's that's like him for me. Like um, 
nobody else you, you couldn't go up there and say his joke and it hit like it does when he says it it's sebastian Maniscalco is like that too it's like only he can present it that way because of the way yeah. the inflections in his voice and like you couldn't pull it off me none of us could it's just him yeah mm-hmm. and uh, the clean side i mean but the eddie murphy is so far far out in the front of everyone and he only did two specials and I watched those thousands. I had the CD. I would leave my house where I was watching it on VHS or DVD. Watching what? Delirious or Raw? Uh, honestly, I went pretty equal time. I think Raw, I probably got a little bit more. Yeah, which so one Which which one was I'm, the Stevie Wonder? Which one did he go? That's Delirious. Then Delirious, yeah. That Nothing made me laugh harder than that, that line where he was like. I don't know. I'm all about the callback. So we're talking about the callback in a second, but like the callback is everything, but I do like Eddie Murphy. Number one, but Dave Chappelle's callback is the shit. You can't fuck with his callback. Yeah. And then I'm going Eddie Murphy. Number one, Dave Chappelle, number two, and then Joe Coy, Russell Peters. Wow. Do you know that part where Eddie Murphy goes, he does the Stevie wonder bit. And then he goes, Steve was a musical genius. And then he like, and he wipes his mouth. And that wiping the mouth was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And like, and that wasn't even a joke. That's the that best was, part. It's that's it what you that, saw. Yeah, it was that detail of like that's just incredible. Just wait. So, what's your callback idea. game like, Matt? And let's tell the audience what a callback is, because maybe there's some people that don't know what a callback is. Yeah. Yeah, callback is uh, you're calling 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 back a, a joke or a punchline from you know a few jokes earlier. Uh, Chappelle is awesome. Did you mention him because his is so extreme of what it's going to be that he can allow a lot of time to go by and then call it back and you'll remember it. So a lot of times callbacks won't work if you let two. There's a timing piece to a callback, and if you go too long, the audience doesn't remember it. So Chappelle's great at that setup being so memorable and that punchline to call back. Like he, uh, like he did with the, the, when he tells you the, when he tells you what the punchline is going to be. And then he does like a 20 minute rant about something. And then he hits you with that, what he told you it was going to be. And you're like, damn, how did you do that? <laughs> the king. Uh, like a magician. He's the king. Yeah, it is. I, it is. I I, I love going to see comics and Matt, I can't wait to come see you. Um, but we went, this was years ago when I lived in New York and we went to Gotham comedy club and it was Tracy Morgan. Oh. He came, Oh my God. And he came out and he was like, who wants to suck this dick? <laughs> he, must, he must have said that. He must have said that 50 mm-hmm. times. He just walked table to table and asked yes. To every yes. he said no other joke. It was his opening yeah. line, and at first people are like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And then, but it was literally the same words, but yeah. he said it so many times that it turned funny. Yes, and he did it that. Was with, like it's fascinating. He did that with this bit that I love, and it was about like grown men getting in a fight, and it was like how the one guy's like, "Don't ever get in a fight with a guy that takes his shirt off with one hand." And then he, and then he, he, he goes and does the other side, and he's like, "Well, I didn't even do nothing." Or no, he's like, "I didn't even say nothing. I didn't even say nothing. But I didn't even say nothing." He does it for like, and then he does it one more time, and then you're like, "You can't believe that he could just keep like repeating it." 
Um, it's wild. And I, yeah. at first I was like, we paid how much to see this? And like <laughs> on the 43rd time he said it, I'm like, this is funny as shit. Yeah. It was crazy. It was like, it was like, I don't know. It's like mind sorcery. I didn't know how he yeah. did it, but it was crazy. Plant Daddy, why the fuck did you change my name to Plant Daddy? I just noticed. <laughs> it's been like that for like twenty minutes. When you put hey. up your little plant sign. Oh shit! You guys are all assholes. <laughs> you just met that. You just met this poor guy. I'm, I'm an asshole. It's fine. I mean, See, what, what, so Matt, tell, like, what the? I don't understand. Like, so explain this to me. Okay, he's yeah. gonna cry. Matt. All I want to do is not eat motherfucking animals, okay? Yeah. But yeah. motherfuckers want to make fun of me. I don't really get it. Like, I'm not making fun of you for eating pork dick or cow whoa, dick whoa, or chicken whoa, penis, right? Whoa, whoa. You, that, but that's what you're eating. Down. You're eating chicken penis all okay, fucking day. Chicken is a female. Chicken okay. is a female. <laughs> no, Where not. did you get in biology? <laughs> okay, They're rooster penis. <laughs> Okay. Stop they actually, penis, uh, they actually, me. neither of them. There's, they don't have penises. They have, oh! cloaca they have cloacas. See, you should have been a doctor. I don't even yeah. know. <laughs> this Matt so, guy is the smartest guy in the room right here. Smartest guy in the room. Do, 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 this is all my my father-in-law is telling me, and I'm like thinking this is the like the most amazing thing I've ever heard. But so a chicken's egg, every, they, they lay one regardless, but it's the rooster may go in there and do his business and fertilize it where otherwise, like, so if a chicken just has an egg and sits on it, it's not going to turn into a chicken. Right? The, that, that, the rooster has to come in and do his business that night for it to be a chicken. That's right. I'm, I'm impressed right now. I've learned something. We fucked around. Ah. Something. You guys uh, are. That's good. Oh, shit. All right. Well. Matt, it was great having you on tonight. It was a lot of fun. Obviously, I, I love the way your brain works because I'm pretty sure before you came on, I was saying at the end of a night of, or a busy day of work, I want to just dumb it down and just laugh. So, he seems pretty oh, smart, though. He seems no, I know, I know, I know, I know, but laughing is good. I was going to say, I didn't necessarily dumb it down tonight, but I still laughed. I actually learned yeah. and laughed. That's, that's, a, that's a hard thing to do. Um, like, a, like a PBS comic. Oh, it's so good. Learning and, that. Uh, I, I was listening to a couple of the episodes. I did want to ask uh, Plant Daddy here. <laughs> Dude, fuck that. I'm not the Plant Daddy. Change that, Bobby. I hate you. Cuff, Cuff Daddy. What do you it. think? What do you think uh, Ice Cube's stat line was? And today was a good day <laughs> to get that triple double. <laughs> Mama cooked breakfast with no hog. <laughs> That's his favorite line right there. Yeah, That's my no favorite hog. line, no doubt. I think he had 23, 14, and 11. So this is where I run into the dilemma, though. So are they they're playing street ball? Are they playing uh, two? You don't play twos and threes, though, do you? You play ones and twos. Yeah, they probably went. Well, I don't know. It depends on. I mean, what year are we talking? This would have been 1992. Yeah, 92. So was the three point line out yet? It was. Yeah. So maybe they were dropping trays. I don't know. I, I, I bet you Ice Cube could just, I mean, he was pulling up like Dame style. But like I, mean, I don't really feet. know if it was about that, right? Like he had a good day. It was a clear and a smogless day. Number one. Number two, the <laughs> Lakers beat the Supersonics. And number three, Ice Cube had no events to attend to. So 
It was a good day for Ice Cube. There's no funeral. That's all, that's all the song was yeah. really about. But, and the real, but, but the he real took around and got a triple double. The real he, answer about the triple double, though, is yeah. if you're playing pickup ball and you feel like you played like your shit out there and you're winning games, it doesn't matter what the actual stat line was. Like there have been times where I'm like, oh, I probably had 40 tonight. And I probably had, 10 I had like twelve, <laughs> but but you're just feeling yourself. Like that's all it is. You probably no, just, just probably hit two layups, got one rebound, and then walk off the court and just called it. A Bobby day. doesn't play <laughs> basketball. I don't understand why you always. Bobby's happy when he doesn't roll his ankle. He's like, I played great tonight. I got. Listen. I walked to my car. I'm good. I'm taking out Bobby in the perimeter. All day. Okay. These guys, they're just like me playing basketball is like Danny not eating meat. It's just this, this <laughs> bullshit. At this point, calf daddy, Matt, calf daddy. I love you. Thanks for coming on, dude. Appreciate it, guys. You guys are a lot of fun, man. Thanks for having me, Matt. We'll see you soon, brother. All right, take care. Thanks, Matt. Wow, that got silly. <laughs> that got silly, dude. Being a comedian is the shit. Like, I could see why Ken Jong left medicine to be a comedian because he's like. He's probably like, F this. I'm just going to make seven figures making people laugh. I'm like, I'm not going to get sued. There's no complications. And it's not hard. You can make people laugh. Just put up some of your x-rays. <laughs> oh, shit. Shots fired. My extras are fire, bro. I put all of them up on x-ray. I mean, on Please. Instagram. Oh, my God. That's so great. <laughs> God, that just popped in my head. I was like, ooh, this is going to hurt, but I'm doing it. <laughs> Do it. Do oh, it. I said it. I said it. I said it. No, I, I think if I could do it again, I would want to be an entertainer. I'd be in a boy band or be a comedian. Really? Acting, I always said I wanted to act, but you know, I, I know a few actors and they're like, dude, it is boring as shit. It looks boring, dude. I mean, I don't, I don't honestly like, I don't care. I mean, entertaining I is what I would I mean, I like, I like, I like, I like being compensated well, right? Like I went to school for a long time, but man, what if I'm you didn't go really, a long time? I'm really good at surgery and I do really good at work and I love helping people. And honestly, like when I, when you, you know, you know how it is when you do a total shoulder on somebody and they couldn't, they look like shit before and they come back at that three month post-op and they love you and they're just killing it. Dude, that's that's a high for me that I, I just love that that feeling just just being able to make that patient feel that way makes me feel really good. And I don't know if that's selfish or what that is, but that kind of keeps me going. And as long as I can turn the lights on, drive a car and send my kids to school, then I'm good. The actual number doesn't really matter to me, but I I enjoy what I do. And it's funny. Cause I joke, I'm like, I would do this. I would barter. I would bring back the bartering system. I'd be like, look, you want to fix my bathroom and redo my, my toilet. I'll do your reverse and a cuff. <laughs> like I, 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 would totally. be, I would be down for bartering or you like, let's say you own a restaurant. You want a cup repair. Okay. I want to come to brunch for free for six months. Once a month. You know why we can't do that though? Why? The U.S. government, IRS can't yeah. tax a barter system. But the barter let's, system. Let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Think of it this way: 
you know, you watch like all these movies and the guy, the the mafia guys, you know, knock on doors, walk in there and collect their envelope, right? They yes. just take their money and they say, and they take care of the neighborhood. And if you don't pay them, what do they do? They, they beat don't you take up. care. Yeah, they beat you up. What does the U.S. <laughs> government and the IRS do? They tell you, you need to pay me the envelope. And if you don't pay in the envelope, what do they do? Throw you in jail. It's the same shit. It's exactly it's the same. It's but it's like I, you're, you're, you're the, but that's, that's why, why the that's why the, we got to get rid of the money, dude. It's that's why Bitcoin's coming up, dude. It's all credits, oh, will right? You like, stop. will you just stop? <laughs> like, that dude <laughs> is gonna go to that dude is gonna go to jail for two hundred and fifty years. Who? The, the the dude uh, with the hyphen last name. What's his name? That he just Bitcoin guy. Yeah, the the guy that Tom Brady lost all his money with. Oh, yeah. So it's because they yeah, were shady, yeah. dude. I mean, if They're I do shady. total shoulder on an NFL athlete, let me go to like six games <laughs> for free. <laughs> <laughs> I need the box. I need popcorn. But I, I want you know six games are free. I mean, that's Can't cool, right? No, do not send me a hot dog. Do not send me a pork missile. I only no. want popcorn and I want pretzels. And I want no the cheese. vegan junior mints. Vegan there junior mints. Let's go. Six games. He's like, Six done. Games. Sold. Done. Bank car repair. Let's go. <laughs> Speaking of done, we have done this for too long. Your <sighs> internet still sucks. I cannot wait till one day when you have good internet. I, I feel bad for poor Bobby because his editing should be easy, but thanks to you, it's not. So... Until I just want to say, look, if you're listening to this right now, thank you for listening to us. This is it. I'm a pot star, <laughs> not a doctor. We're tuning out. Cuff Daddy. See you later. Until the next time. Find us wherever you find your podcast. Find us on socials at Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. And hopefully by next week, we will have our GoFundMe for Danny. Plant Daddy. Good night. Peace. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent.